Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 139 of the Mo Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Morehouse. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode for season six. I hope you really liked last week's episode with the Buzz Bishop. I sure did. Uh, it was an awesome episode, uh, but this week, oh my gosh, do I have a treat for you. And honestly, I'm kind of having a bit of a fangirl, a bit. I'm having a major fangirl moment because I was able to get uh, someone I've you know, been a fan of for like almost a decade, I would say, uh, on the show. And who am I talking about? Well, I teased it at the uh, end of last week's episode. I have the one and only Perez Hilton on my show. He is, you know, the go-to celebrity uh, blogger, if not the biggest, one of the biggest bloggers in the world, quite honestly, right? I mean, he's been around for years. Everyone knows who he is. And uh, he is a hustler. And the way, the kind of crazy way I got him on my show, honestly, was I was on his website, as I am uh, most days. And um, he posted this video that he did uh, talking about his um, personal finance journey and also like the story about how he filed for bankruptcy um, a few years back. And I thought it was so interesting, especially getting that kind of information, that story from someone who was totally outside of the personal finance community. I thought I'm like, oh my gosh, how cool would it be if I got to get him on my show and talk more in depth about it? And so I guess I was feeling kind of confident and a little ballsy. And so I tweeted at him and said, I looked this video, would he want to be on my show to chat more about it? And he tweeted back saying, sure. I'm like, okay, I'm going, I don't know if he's in a great mood or he's just awesome, but I'm going to take this opportunity right away. And so I uh, contacted his assistant and uh, we got something in the books. And a week later, I uh, recorded our episode, which is today's episode. So uh, you are going to love it. It is such a great conversation. He's such an interesting guy. And uh, yeah, with, uh, you know, out further ado, uh, I will get to that interview, but here's a few uh, words about this episode's sponsor. Support for this episode of the Mo Money Podcast comes from Tangerine. Did you know that over a quarter of Canadians are committing to better money management practices for 2018? Did you also know that 63% of Canadians feel that investing is scary? If you're nodding your head right now because you're in one, if not both of those groups, then let's turn those New Year's resolutions into actionable goals this year. And let's start by getting you over that fear of investing so you can start growing your money to reach your financial goals sooner. Not sure where to start? You should check out Tangerine. Tangerine offers investment funds that are low cost and they have a simple approach that doesn't require you to be an expert. Tangerine offers five distinct portfolios depending on your needs, risk tolerance, and investment goals. The best part? You can get started online in minutes, and their investment experts are just a phone call away. To learn more, visit tangerine.ca slash investments. Once again, that's tangerine.ca slash investments. Thanks, Perez, for joining me on the Mo Money Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with me about one of my favorite topics, personal finance. I doubt this is something that you probably talk a lot about to a lot of people. I don't know. I talk about it almost daily. Oh, do uh, you? Yeah. Uh, primarily to my trainer, who is kind of like my <laughs> therapist. You know, I, I, I think it's important to be... Um, conscious of how you're spending money, how you're making money, how you can make more money, how yeah. you can uh, save more, um, all of those things. And, and to have plans and goals and ambitions. I have yeah. all of those things and things that I'm working towards. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think 
daily thought is a good thing. Some might say I'm obsessing and (laughs) I might agree, but that's because, you know, um, I grew up really poor Mm -hmm. and I watched this interview. I think you might've seen my video. I mentioned it. Um, I watched this interview with Oprah Winfrey and JK Rowling, where they talked about this fear of theirs of losing all their money. And that's something that I have as well. Um, You know, I, 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 Filed for bankruptcy in my 20s. My mom filed for bankruptcy too. And I wasn't blaming my mom for that. Some people took it that way. They're like, oh, so you're just blaming your mom. No, I was just giving context and explaining my situation. I take full accountability for my actions. Mm -hmm. Same as when I explain how, you know, I grew up eating a certain way. Yeah. And not knowing better about healthy eating habits because of the way I was brought up. That doesn't mean my mom made me fat. It just means I didn't have the proper understanding of what it was to be healthy, just yeah. as the same way I didn't have the proper understanding of what it was to be financially healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, what you mentioned is, yeah, that kind of rings true to me. That's my background, too. Grew up pretty uh, modest, uh, and that definitely, I definitely have that same kind of mentality. And people kind of go both ways when they kind of had an upbringing where there isn't a lot of money. They kind of either have a scarcity mindset where, yeah, they kind of hoard money. They're afraid of losing it. They're afraid of going back to those, uh, you know, broke days. Or they want to make up for lost time and just spend, spend, spend because they never got to as uh, a younger person. Now, was that, what, like, when did you actually start kind of like taking care of your financial situation? Obviously, it was a little bit later because you did kind of make some money mistakes and have to file for bankruptcy. So what happened there? Like, how did how did that happen? Um, well, those are a few questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, how bankruptcy happened for me was just making the huge mistake of getting a cash advance on a credit card. Mm-hmm. And not making enough money to pay that off or even pay off a good amount of it every month. And it just started accruing interest and accruing interest. And then I would get another credit card with a lower interest rate and another credit card and do an entire balance transfer. And then I had like 10 credit cards and so much debt, like 75,000. What were you purchasing? Like what were you doing with that credit? I was living. (laughs) So were you like paying like your rent, your groceries, just like everything? With all that credit, yeah. I mean, because I didn't even have a full-time job. I had a part-time job that didn't pay all of my bills. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you – so I'm just wondering – I was out of college, you know. I was trying to make it as an actor. And Uh, everything was like, you know, this is just temporary. You know, like, I'm not going to do this forever. And you're like, I'm going to get a gig that'll pay me. And then I could pay off my credit card. And then everything will be fine. I I mean, maybe some people think they can live that way forever. But that's, you can't. And I didn't, I didn't think I could or would or I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. It was all just, this is just temporary. You know, things are, I'm going to, it's going to, you know, I'm only out of college recently. But you'd be surprised how quickly debt can start accumulating. Absolutely. And did you find, too, like the people you were hanging around, were they kind of doing similar things? Or because sometimes I feel like when I talk to other people who get themselves into major debt, it's because they're like, well, everyone's in debt. Isn't that just like normal? 
Yeah, I would say I didn't really have any wealthy friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all of my friends were either just like me or or maybe they weren't as in debt as me. <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of like not a big deal until actually it's a big deal. So what happened to get you to that point where it's like, oh, I have to file for bankruptcy. Like this is the end of the line here. Well, I tried everything, you know, I even reached out to those debt consolidation services and I just had so much debt that even doing debt consolidation, I still couldn't pay Mm -hmm. the monthly fee or the monthly amount. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened after you filed for bankruptcy? Like how did that change your life? I mean, it definitely made things difficult for a long time after that, but thankfully, you know, around the time that my website started taking off, I just knew I'm not good at this. And this is an important thing. Like if you're not good at finances, if you know that's not your strong suit, if you're really bad at it, like me, even if you're average, like I would never advise anybody to do their own finances unless they're good at it. If you're mm-hmm. average to, to bad, seek professional help. Yeah. And that's what I did. I had a business manager who helped me out and made sure that everything was taken care of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that required a lot of help on his part because, you know, I, I had awful credit. So we had to rebuild my credit from scratch, you know. When it came time to something like buying or leasing a car or buying a home, it it was problematic, but we got it done. Yeah. So that also goes to show you that, you know, you can file for bankruptcy and, you know, it isn't the end of the world. Like yeah. it will take time, but you can overcome it. Mm-hmm. And you've clearly, your proof that, you know, where you are now to where you were back then, you've been able to turn your life around. And you've even mentioned in that uh, video that you kind of mentioned earlier that you kind of live a little bit more maybe mindful of your money and maybe even frugal. I would love to know what your perception of, or like, what does frugal mean to you? Like, what does that mean? It means doing everything possible to save money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the perfect example. And this is something that I practice daily. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, um, Saturday night, I went to go see Bruno Mars in concert. Mm-hmm. I got free tickets. Of course. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Um, then I invited, a friend, I invited a friend of mine to go with me and he covered parking and then I was going to go buy us drinks and then he decided to buy us the drinks instead. Mm-hmm. So then while we're in the concert, you know, I, I just decided not to have any more drinks because if we would have had more drinks, the second round would have been on me. Yeah. And if I didn't <laughs> buy him drinks, then I would have had, a, then I had, I ended up having a free night, free parking, free drinks, totally free Saturday fun night. Yeah. That's just one of many examples, you know, yeah. like um, I mentioned, and I'm trying to think of other ones that I... Um, Well, you mentioned in that uh, video about, and this is actually like a really like good tip is if you can, especially if you're someone like you who is, you know, a blogger and influencer, you have connections. uh, If you do something, like you said, you have that food delivery service, you negotiate like, hey, can you like drop the price for me? Because I'll like maybe mention you like that is, but even if you're a regular person, you can probably go to them and be like, can you give me a discount? I'll refer people. You can give me like an affiliate link or something like that. Actually, you know what? This is, it just occurred. It just, uh, I reminded myself 
this is something that I first did when I went to college. Oh, yeah. I got a pretty close to full scholarship to NYU. Oh, wow. When I was a senior in high school, but I didn't get quite a full scholarship. So I just told them, you know what? I really want to go here, but I can't afford it. You're not giving me enough. And they gave me more. There you go. Sometimes if you ask, you will receive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just goes to show you got to ask. You got to ask. Absolutely. Um, So I know you also mentioned your video. Uh, You talked a lot about values, which I love because I always talk to people about. It's not, you shouldn't feel like um, it's a bad thing to spend money. Obviously, spending uh, responsibly is always a good thing, but you shouldn't feel guilty about spending money as long as you're spending it on what you actually value. And sometimes you do have to take a look back at like, what do you actually value? Um, And there is so much pressure I find these days, especially with social media and, you know, websites like yours where you see all these awesome celebrities. like, oh my gosh, I need to keep up with all these people. There's all this cool stuff going on. And that's how I think people kind of get caught in this, like, oh my gosh, I'm spending more than I'm earning. Uh, In your mind, like how can people really just get back to the roots and and, and like, whoa, like let's figure out my values and then make sure they only spend their money on stuff that they actually personally value? Yeah, like, you know, I knew deciding to have a third baby would change my lifestyle a lot. It, A, would cost me a lot of money because I went the surrogacy route. Mm -hmm. It's not cheap to do that. Yeah. It costs, I I mentioned the price in the video. For me, it costs about $200,000. Wow. Wow. I had no idea. Wow. That's that's cash, okay? Uh, Wow. not like they're not doing like a monthly plan. <laughs> not a payment plan for that baby. No. No. So um, that's a lot of money. And not yeah. only that, was it a lot of money up front, but you know, that's all the other costs that come along with it. Yep. So knowing that I decided to do that happily and that, you know, it's a thousand percent worth it for yeah. me. This entire year, 2017, I had to make a lot of other changes and adjustments. Like I was never a huge spender on fashion Mm -hmm. because that's not where my values are but i enjoy fashion so i would always buy cheap disposable fun fashion like statement t-shirts or fun sweaters that cost 60 bucks or something like that which is which is in some people's minds a lot of money yeah yeah in other people's minds oh that's not 60 bucks that's nothing i spent 600 dollars on a sweater Mm -hmm. you know i i never would ever 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 spend more than a hundred dollars on fashion Mm -hmm. that was my limit Shoes, nothing. Like, I don't believe that fashion should cost more than $100. Mm -hmm. So this year, I have not bought a single piece of fashion. Yeah. Also, I, um, you know, I used to just spend more money on random things. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I love the holidays. So every (laughs) Christmas, I would buy holiday decorations Mm-hmm. And I would buy a ton of new ones every single year, even though I already have mm-hmm. a ton of Christmas decorations. Yeah. This year, I haven't bought any Christmas decorations. And then this, this is where some people might think I'm really cheap, but you know what? You got to do what you got to do until you're at the point where you want to be. And I'm not at the point where I want to be yet. Yeah. And that point where I want to be is I really want to just be diversified and have passive income coming in every yes. month. Which I, you know, I'm not really there yet, but I'm working towards that. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
I've completely stopped totally my charitable giving. And okay. That, That's that interesting. Me, that makes me sad yeah. because, you know, I used to be very charitable. I used yeah. to give a ton of money every year mm-hmm. for charitable giving. But I don't need to give to charity to get my deductions and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. My, my business manager knows what I need to do, you know, like yeah. buying a house, having a house, all that stuff yeah. counts towards my own deductions and all that stuff. So, you know, I've stopped my charitable giving. I'm, I'm sad about it, but. But I also, li- you think that's temporary though. Like it's not like forever. Oh, yes. No, it's definitely right. not forever. Yeah. Like I'm a charitable person. Yeah. Like, even something as simple as like, I used to only drink smart water because I thought it <laughs> tasted better. But smart water is not cheap. Smart no. water is expensive. So I've stopped drinking smart water and now I just drink out of the tap that yep. I have filtered. Yep. It's like little changes like that, that it's so funny, like also hearing this from you. And this is why I really wanted to talk to you is because I think the perception for someone, you know, like you, you're, you know, out there, you're on TV, you have books, you look very successful. Most people would not think that Perez Hilton is like, I have to cut back on my bottled water because it's too expensive. You know, it's just high operating costs. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I think people don't realize too. And I'd love to get into that too, because most people think you're a blogger, but you put out a ton of content. So clearly, you, it is a business. I think people forget that. You have multiple well, websites. Oh, yeah. oh, you're a personal operator. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, yeah. too. You run your household. Yeah. I have my, I, my, my lifestyle is yeah. not cheap because I've yeah. got three kids. Yes. I have to have help with the kids. So I have nannies. Yeah. I have two nannies who split the week. And I also financially support my mom. So that's mm-hmm. like four kids. Exactly. And like the other expenses coming up, you know, school, college, that's far away, but still you have to start saving now, right? I do already start. I'm already saving now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's incredible. I love hearing that you're frugal and cutting back. I love that. That makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. (laughs) I just want to make sure I'm making all of the right decisions and I don't have any regrets in the future, you know? Yeah. I would love to know um, well, a couple of things. That's also one of the yeah. reasons too why, you know, I was living in New York City for a while. Yeah. And I moved from New York back to Los Angeles because yeah. this is one of the things like that not even a parent, but any person should tell themselves, yes, I can afford to do this. Yes, I could afford to live in New York City, yeah. but it was costing me so much to live there. Mm-hmm. And now here, Los Angeles is not cheap, but it's literally half the cost. Really? Literally. New York City is twice as expensive as Los Angeles. Not just rent, but also the basics, like milk for kids, cost double in the supermarkets. Wow. And it makes sense because the supermarkets have to pay so much more money in rent, they got to pass that off to the yep. consumer. Yeah. So here, everything is less expensive. Schooling is less expensive. Nannies are less expensive. Groceries are less expensive. Housing is less expensive. And you get double the space. Mm-hmm. So yes, I could have afforded and I could have stayed in New York City. But the smarter thing was what I did. Move back here yeah. and save every month. Yeah, exactly. Save that difference, which so, a half, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing you should also be asking yourself. Yeah, yes, I can afford to do this, but should I? Do I need this? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing, too, especially I think younger people like us who like to live in the city. I mean, I live in Toronto, an expensive city in Canada. And, 
yeah, there's always that like, oh, I can afford this. Like, yeah, but you can also afford to not do it and save that money. And when you want to like, just like, it's about just changing your perception, like what money is, which is kind of goes into my next question. Um, since you've, you know, you made mistakes, you've learned from them. What does money mean to you now? Money is a great motivator. Money is my ultimate motivator. Money is what keeps me working so hard mm-hmm. that I don't have FU money in the bank yet. Mm-hmm. And that's a real number for me. And that's a real goal. You know, that's to me like, okay, after, you know, being with my daughter for a while and my newborn, um, I would think like maybe in a year or two or maybe three years, I would really be able to get a clear understanding of how much it costs me to live yeah. every year. Yeah. yeah. Like these are the schooling costs. This is what it's going to realistically be. These are the averages of these three years. This is what it's going to cost you every year. This is how much money you have in the bank. If you budget and you give yourself this much money for everything and this much money for like uncertain things and this much money extra, then like, can I live the next 40 years or 30, 20 years and then more money for my retirement, all that. Like I want to, you know, like, realistically that's probably not going to happen anytime soon, but I am still working so hard so that maybe by the time I'm 50, I can have that FU money in the bank. And that to me means freedom and means being able to do whatever I want. Yeah. And I'll still work, but, but you know, like I'll, I'll spend less time on social media. Yeah. I love social media, but will I make a video a day on YouTube? No. Will I be um, as active on all the platforms? No. Yeah. You'll have more of your time back for sure. Yes, exactly. I'm only on there now because I feel like I have to be. I know. Yeah. Like you're so busy. No, I, yeah. it's so funny that you mentioned that. There's actually – so there's this – you probably don't know because you're not like really into the personal finance community, but there's a niche in that community called FIRE, and it stands for Financially Independent Retiring Early. And I think you're actually a FIRE person and you don't even know it. Cool. <laughs> if that is one of your goals. Yeah, it man. Is. it's That's, that's I mean, really I always awesome. want to work. I yeah, always- of course. Oh, yeah. And it's that's the thing, too. I think um, within that community, too, they talk a lot about how retirement doesn't mean what retirement used to mean for kind of older generations, where you just kick back, have a mojito on the beach, and you're good to go. It's, it's no. It's like basically, yeah, kind of like having that FU fund, being able to say no whenever you want, being able to take your time back, being able to work if you want to. Exactly. I'm doing whatever I want, like doing a play here yeah. in Los Angeles that nobody will watch, but would make me happy being in that play. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is really, really cool. Um, so we kind of, I, I want to talk a little bit about this. I was actually looking on your Twitter earlier and you retweeted this interesting thing. And this has been kind of a, since I'm a blogger myself, I kind of get some flack about this too, is uh, being a blogger, a content creator, an influencer and making money. Obviously, we need to make money. It is your business. It's my business. But a lot of people don't like that. They think that you should be creating content for free. And uh, what are your kind of thoughts on this? I'm sure you do get a lot of flack for being like a sellout or whatever as you've kind of gone, you know, bigger and bigger. Sellout as possible. I want to make as much money as possible. Like, (laughs) I. I'm, I, 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 I love money. I'm not going to lie. Like, and the thing is too, it's like, yeah, if one of my posts a day is a sponsored post, 
I don't care. I still post so much every day. Exactly. And I feel like, I mean, if you do have sponsored posts, I certainly don't even know that they are because they're so quality, right? It's still your voice. Yeah. I need to do more sponsored posts. Yeah. Well, you've talked a little bit about how you want to do more um, passive income, which again, highly recommend. That is absolutely like the way to kind of continue and uh, not work so much, but still earn money. Like, what are your ideas on that? Like, how do you intend to kind of do that? That is actually kind of a new thing that lots more bloggers are trying to incorporate, like by making an evergreen course to sell and then people just buy it and you're just like, all right, just collecting that paycheck. No, I'm more old school. I'm trying yeah. to just go to real estate. Ooh, that is old school, but also good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe you could have yeah. your own real estate show, Perez Maybe. Flips, flip or flop, whatever. Well, I'm not looking to I'm not looking to flip properties. No. Like I'm looking to buy just like rent? fourplexes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Because cool. also it's like that's when you really make money. Like yeah. in ten years from now. Yeah. You're not going to make money now with the property. You'll make money in 10 years when you've almost paid off, not all of it, but you know, if my whole goal is like, I, I really only want to buy property if I can put like 50% down. Yeah. So I'm already cash positive right away mm-hmm. and want to hold on to it for a long time. Like I'm not looking to yeah. flip like that. That's risky. Yeah. I'm, I want to be Mr. Low risk, Mr. Guaranteed on my return. And mm-hmm. also to me, like I'm, I'm real old school. Like I don't believe in the stock market. I don't trust that. Like that's <laughs> not real. It's not tangible saying you like own a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex. Like that's real. Mm. Okay. And also it, it gives you a backup plan. Like let's say things go real bad yeah. and I need to sell my house. Well, you know what? I can move into the fourplex that I bought or mm-hmm. whatever. And people, no matter, even if there is another um, economic collapse, people will always need a place to live. So there you go. People will always need a place to rent. Yes. If they're losing their homes, they've got to rent. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So beyond, beyond real estate, what else, like how else do you kind of, I would love to know, like, how do you manage your money? Do you just kind of leave it up to your kind of money manager and then you just kind of, you know, put those things into place or do you actually have like a budget? Do you like track your spending and all that kind of stuff? I do. I want to, and I want to make sure like what I'm doing is working. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I have people who help me. I was like, I want, okay, give me a comparison. Like I want to know this summer, these months, Compared to last summer, those months, how much did I spend each month so that I could see? And also, like, I want to know, like, is my time being used effectively? So, like, am I making more money on YouTube? Is, is spending more time on YouTube being effective for me? Like, things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And in addition to having a business manager, I also do have a financial planner who yeah. also helps me with all of that stuff. So, I'm in it. I'm in the stock market, but my priority is not the stock market. Yeah, my of course. priority is not stocks and bonds and all those things. Of course, I participate. I'm there, um, yeah. but but that's not like my, my number one. Yeah. Okay. So, kind of wrapping up, one of the things I really appreciated in your video was you. Well, I first I'd love to know what inspired you to do that video because it is kind of a, a little bit different than the stuff that you usually put out. I just thought it would be a good clickbaity title. Well, it worked. <laughs> 
I just thought it was a good clickbaity but honest type. Like I, I loved it because I feel like there's more. There should be more people in your position who, you know, people just assume, oh, they're rich, they're living it up, they're living that best life. Um, but we need to talk about like, no, literally, like, what are they doing to have that lifestyle? Most people just assume if you make a lot of money, you have a lot of money. But as we know from all these like retired football players that are, you know, filing for bankruptcy, that's not actually the case, is it? No, you've got to be really smart. Absolutely. You know, that's why the, the ones that are smart are the ones that buy, you know, like McDonald's or whatever, like the ones that use their yeah. money and buy things that will generate them income. Exactly. And it's not all about just like keeping up with the Joneses or Kardashians or whatever. It's it's really about not being influenced by external forces and really kind of going internal and being like, what? Yeah, again, back to the values and all that kind of stuff. But uh, what I, I wanted to get to was uh, there's a part in your video where you you kind of mentioned like you, you definitely want to make sure that your kids do not kind of follow in some of your footsteps. So uh, kind of to wrap up this episode, what are some of the, you know, most important things that you learned that you want other people to know so they can move forward with their personal finance journeys? I mean, the most important thing is really do not get a cash advance on your credit card. Yes. Be careful with credit. Yeah. Um, If you're struggling to pay your credit cards, also don't get other credit cards to do balance transfers. It's best to like limit the damage Mm -hmm. and, then do more damage because mm-hmm. it's honestly better to just tell that credit card company, I can't pay right now, but I will. <laughs> they may not listen to you, but it's better to like only owe $5,000 and $50,000. Yep. So, um, you know, don't get more credit cards. Don't get cash advances. Don't spend more than you have to. Don't, you know, don't go out on fancy dates with, Fancy restaurants and fancy vacations. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Don't live beyond your means. Like it sounds exactly. so simple, but Not it's hard. This, is, this goes back to, here's another one. Like, you know, this is why I moved back to Los Angeles. Don't even live within your means. Mm. Live below your means. Mm-hmm. I think if you can yeah. live, I mean, some people live paycheck to paycheck and they're doing all they can. Yeah. But almost everybody can also analyze and be like, how can I save more? Can I can, you can. So everybody I think can a little bit. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, then I truly understand that. But almost everybody can, can live below their means if they work really hard at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, if you can do it, so can anyone. Because, I mean, I I find your story inspiring because you are in a really good position now, but you won't, you always weren't. And you, you know, kind of uh, put your money where your mouth was, so to speak, and you you put your stuff into action. And now you are where you are, which is uh, rocking it as always. <laughs> Thanks, Perez, for joining me for this episode. I really, really appreciate it. I'm a big fan, and uh, I know this is going to inspire a lot of people. Oh, thank you. Well, I was happy to do it. And if you enjoyed me on this, I have my own podcast. Ooh. Everybody could check that out. It's quite creatively called the Perez Hilton podcast. <laughs> and you have a fabulous YouTube, of course. Uh, I'll link to everything in the show notes. YouTube channels. Yeah, no, I love I'm it. Such a hustler. You're I've such got- a hustler. Well, I think that's another thing, right? Like I'll leave you with a, f- a couple yes. more things. Yes. Um, and I don't want to, uh, not everybody, but I would say a lot of people are lazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
And I work just as hard now, if not harder, maybe not harder, but just as hard now as I did when I first started. And when I was getting up there, like some people might achieve success just by luck, but very few people are able to maintain success that are lazy. Yeah. Uh, Success on the sustained level requires hard work and it oftentimes requires more work than most or a lot of people are willing to give. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talk to young people in their teens and twenties, they're bringing up the concept of balance and this and that. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> you should have no balance in your life. <laughs> if you're 19 till 30, the concept of balance shouldn't even be introduced until you're 30 something mm-hmm. up until that age. It's, all about work. That needs to be your sole focus. That means everything else must suffer. Mm-hmm. Your friendships, your love life, your family, your health, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly um, not ignore it all. No. But the number one priority should be work. Yeah. If you are that determined to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes that kind of focus and dedication. Absolutely. You can't, yeah, basically the idea that you can't have it all at the same time. You just can't. Yeah, there's that, that same, there's like five things in life, right? Like finances, health, love life, family, and friends. Mm-hmm. You can have three out of the five at one time, but you can't have all five at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're... But- yeah, but, like I feel like you not only have you like reached this amount of success, but it's clear because you're a hustler. You're talking to me. You're busy all day. You work nonstop. But because you have, you know, clearly a really big goal and you're working towards it, and you'll only get to that goal if you keep on working and, you know, motivating absolutely, yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's And there's it. not I mean, a lot of bloggers like you that have maintained such a long career. Like, really, there really isn't. They usually go by the wayside after like a couple of years. I know. And YouTubers as well yeah. and Instagrammers. I mean, I feel really lucky that I was, I was like the first, the first at any yeah. of things. So, you know, I was able to um, transcend the genre and become a household name. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I would say most, I would say not maybe not everybody, but a lot of people know Perez Hilton. Yeah. And, um, and and that really helped me. And the fact that I also, um, like nothing is beneath me. I'll do anything for a paycheck. <laughs> and I'll also be like, yeah, I'll be a YouTuber again. I used to be on YouTube and I used to be making tons of videos. And then I got into a fight with YouTube and then I quit oh. YouTube. And now I'm back on the YouTube because video is where it's at. It is. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too, that I think is really interesting is you keep reinventing yourself and you evolve. And I think that's also the key to your success is you don't stop or like, oh, this is too hard or I'm getting too much flack for whatever. You're like, okay, I'm going to pivot. Absolutely. You got to keep reinventing. And I have so many ways. Like there was nasty, old, fat, mean Perez. Then then I lost weight. Then I became nicer. Then I had kids. Now I've been doing a lot of acting. Now I'm doing the YouTube thing too. Like I do a ton of different things and you you have to like, look at Joan Rivers. She's one of my biggest inspirations. Joan Rivers kept reinventing throughout her career from writer, comedian, actress, director, 
jewelry designer, red carpet correspondent, mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. Reality TV shows. Yep. You've got to keep evolving and reinventing, which is why, and also being authentic mm-hmm. and human and, yeah. and not being fake. Like yeah. you can keep up an act for a long time. Mm-hmm. You can't keep up an act forever. Mm-hmm. And if your act is an act, that's one dimensional and people get tired of that. Yeah, I think one of the reasons people still pay attention to what I have to stay, say and people still listen to me is because I'm real and I'm yeah. not faking and yeah. people resonate with that. Yeah. Well, I think like, that's why I've been reading you for like literally probably as long as you had the blog as you've evolved is. And the reason I keep coming back to you is because I don't feel like you are fake. You are real. When you mess up, you own it. You apologize. You move on, which I mean, I literally could not do what you do. I mean, I'm a personal finance blogger and I like get hurt. My feelings get hurt when someone's mean to me. I don't know how you deal with all of the stuff that you do. You have a thick skin. (laughs) I would rather people say mean things about me than not talk about me at all. There you go. That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, so you're awesome. I appreciate oh, you. you. Um, I'm, I'm excited to keep things. on checking you out. I check you like once a day. It's kind of a problem, but I'm thank one of your Canadian you. fam. Well, listen to my podcast. I will. Too. I enjoy it. Yep, for sure. All right. Bye. All right. And that was episode 139 with the one and only Perez Hilton. Make sure to check out his blog, Get Addicted Just Like I Am, at PerezHilton.com. And as he mentioned, he also has a wonderful podcast called the Perez Hilton Podcast. And he also has a YouTube channel because he does all the things. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Again, if you want to check that out really easily, just go to the show notes at jessicamorehouse.com slash 139. I will put all of those links and even the video that I referred to about his bankruptcy. I'll put that in there too so you can take a look. Uh, But uh, thanks, Perez, for uh, getting back to me and getting on my show. You are amazing and awesome. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, And I also really appreciate my uh, sponsor for this episode. And here's a few words about them. Support for this episode of the Mo Money Podcast comes from Tangerine. I don't have enough money. I'm worried I'll lose it all. I don't know enough about investing. It's just too complex for me. Have you ever thought like this before? You're not alone. But that still shouldn't stop you from investing your money so it can grow. And a great way to do this is through long-term index fund investing, which you can do easily through Tangerine. Tangerine is focused on following a smart indexing strategy and offering funds with a low MER and global diversification. And the best part is you can get started without ever having to leave your couch. To learn more, visit tangerine.ca slash investments. Once again, that's tangerine.ca slash investments. And that is my episode for you today. But lucky you, I've got another episode in the queue for you tomorrow. Uh, My listener series is back. And I've got a great episode to kind of kick it off for uh, the new year, January. Um, I am interviewing two listeners. There are a couple who embarked on a no uh, spending challenge to kind of become more mindful of their spending and save some money and and, uh, just, you know, kind of embrace minimalism and frugality and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they want to share their journey with me. And 
I'm like, hell yeah, this is amazing. I know a ton of people would love to hear from people that actually did it, what their experience was like, and maybe motivate and inspire them to do the same. So you can look forward to that tomorrow. Um, some other really cool and interesting things that you may uh, want to uh, get involved in. So again, highly recommend that you just uh, sign up to my uh, email newsletter because I always put all this information in there and I don't want you to miss anything. You can just go to jessicamorehouse.com slash subscribe to do that. But uh, I am relaunching my book club uh, for the new year. I'm so excited. My first uh, author and the first book that we're going to be reading is a book that I just read uh, that I am obsessed with. Also, uh, she is a podcast guest from the early days of the show. So if you are a longtime listener, uh, she was episode, I believe, number three. I'm talking about Kate Flanders, also a good friend of mine. So uh, that'll be fun. Um, So she just wrote uh, her book called The Year of Less, just came out. I devoured it, loved it. Such a, such a good book. And so I've, I've got her as my next book club guest. So basically, if you want to join in the fun, just go to jessicamorales.com slash book club. Again, I'll put this information in the show notes if you want to learn more. But uh, basically, uh, Kate will join me on a Facebook Live where we uh, will talk about the book, do a Q&A. So if you join us uh, live for the Facebook Live, you can ask all of your questions. You can tell her what you think about the book, whatever the heck you want that is where you can do it. So uh, make sure to go to jessicamorales.com slash book club for all the deets. Uh, you know, the important details really are it's on Wednesday, February 7th at 7, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It gets broadcast on my Facebook page and in my Facebook group. Now that I've uh, mentioned my Facebook group, did you know that I had a Facebook group? Uh, well, you should because it's awesome. Uh, it's grown quite a bit in the past little while, over 1,200 members now, and it's awesome. It is basically just a positive, no judgment zone where People can ask questions, uh, share, you know, resources and articles about money and life and balance. And uh, it's just like a cool online hub to, you know, just learn more about money and what other people are doing with their money and to get some, you know, suggestions and advice from other members. So uh, if you want to join in the fun, join the Facebook group, uh, just go to facebook.com slash groups slash money life balance and you can get right in there. All right. uh, I've talked long enough and I'm going to let you go, but I hope to see you back here tomorrow for my next episode, part of my listener series. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.